Are you dealing with the trials of a difficult marriage or going through a separation or divorce? Welcome to the club, friend. Life is messy and it can be hard. I'm Jen Zingmark, a Christian life coach, and I have good news for you. There is a path to find hope, healing, and happiness, no matter what your circumstances are, and I can help you find joy in your journey. So let's go. Hey friends, thanks for joining me today. I've been thinking a lot about the balance of life. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. Our brain is designed to avoid pain and seek pleasure. It's just instinct and it keeps us alive. But many times, if we just follow our natural instincts, we will avoid everything that could actually help us progress. If our brain is always trying to convince us that we should be happy all of the time and that negative emotion is something we should try to avoid, then we can get stuck in a pattern of seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. And this can lead to buffering. Buffering is when we seek pleasure in other ways, like through shopping, eating, alcohol, drugs, or pornography, in order to feel pleasure immediately instead of doing whatever it is we don't want to do that may be hard or difficult that would actually help us reach our goals in life. Okay, so buffering is a problem and it can be helpful to realize when you are buffering and just pay attention. What am I trying to avoid right now? What is it I don't want to do? I would rather just find pleasure by scrolling on social media for a little while or just eating a little bit of ice cream. Buffering comes from our need to experience more pleasure than pain. When we seek that pleasure in false pleasures, in those other ways that really don't benefit us, but they feel good immediately, like I mentioned, then it can really prevent us from reaching our goals and doing the things we really want to do in our lives. All right. When we accept that pain and discomfort are actually a healthy part of the human experience, we can just let go of that need for false pleasure. I want you to consider for a moment that maybe our human experience is supposed to be a balance of positive and negative. If you can accept this, then you will be a lot less negative about the negative experiences that happen in your life. Think about it. It's normal for us to feel negative and positive emotions. Life isn't supposed to be amazing and happy all of the time. We all know it can be beautiful and disastrous all in the same day. When we think that we should always be happy, or feel good all of the time, it can really make us feel disappointed that we're not and unhappy with the way things are. And I want you to notice and pay attention if you catch yourself um, feeling disappointed or unhappy with the things in your life when nothing really has gone wrong. Um, you're probably just falling into that natural thought pattern that your brain is offering you that you should be happy all of the time. 
And it's just not true. Actually, I want to refer to the Bible. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 5, God told Adam and Eve that if they partook of the fruit of the tree of life, their eyes would be opened and that they would be like God, knowing good and evil. The human experience is designed to be a balance of 50-50. There's always going to be about half of the time negative experiences or negative emotions and the other half of the time positive experiences and positive emotions. That is the human experience. When we think about it in terms of our emotions, half of our day or our week or even our lives, we should be experiencing positive emotions of joy and peace and happiness and calm and clarity. And the other half of our day or our week or even our lives, we should be feeling negative emotions like sadness and grief and sorrow, overwhelm, anxiousness. And this is exactly how it's supposed to be. All right. Once you can embrace this idea that life is a balance of 50-50, then we can lower our expectations that we should be happy all of the time and become more accepting when negative things happen or we feel negative emotions because we know that's how it's supposed to be. Okay. Um, one of the reasons for negative emotions is so that we can understand and appreciate more deeply when we experience positive emotions. This is one of the reasons for opposition in all things. If we didn't have negative experiences and feel those painful negative emotions, we really would not comprehend or feel the depth of the positive emotions and positive experiences that happen in our lives. And when we constantly feel like we should be happy or positive all of the time, that's when we get stuck resisting negative emotion and trying not to feel them. And we can go to things like buffering, which really keep us stuck in our lives. I want to offer to you that the human experience that your life should be balanced, should be half the time positive and half the time negative experiences and emotions in your life. Now, of course, when we have a tragedy in our lives, we experience the death of a loved one. We're not going to want to feel happy or positive about that. And if we accept the balance of life that half the time things are negative, then we can more easily accept that those negative emotions and that negative experience, and we will want to lean in and feel that grief and sadness and mourn the loss of our loved one. It's normal and it's part of life. We're supposed to have some really painful negative experiences. There is purpose for feeling both positive and negative emotions in our lives. It is to help us learn and grow. And we really don't need to be afraid of feeling those negative emotions. Another thought I want to offer you, not all negative emotions are terrible, like anxiety and overwhelm and grief. There are some negative emotions that can really propel us and help us to do things we want to do. If you think about speaking in church or giving a presentation 
in a business meeting or speaking at Time Out for Women, it would be pretty intimidating. And I'm sure you would feel a lot of fear and nervousness and anxiousness, and you would have to have courage in order to do that. But if that's your goal, if that's your job, if that's your dream, then you've got to work through those negative emotions. You've got to be willing to feel all of those negative emotions in order to reach your goal, in order to accomplish the task of presenting in your business meeting or sharing your testimony when you feel prompted by the spirit or, you know, speaking at timeout for women. That's a major accomplishment, but it takes going through those negative emotions in order to get there. And even, you know, mediocre, mildly negative emotions like discomfort and boredom can really propel you into action. So it's okay to feel bored and uncomfortable sometimes. It might make you really work harder when you do get to work. As we understand this concept of life being a 50-50 balance, it can help us balance the heavy emotions that we feel when we do experience negative situations in our life. I think because of our natural tendency to seek pleasure and avoid pain, sometimes we buffer to not feel them, but also I think it's our natural tendency to push them away, try to bury them and repress them or run away from them. So we resist them or run away or just try to ignore them because we're just, you know, following our natural instinct to seek pleasure and avoid pain. But we are highly evolved human beings. We have a very complicated, sophisticated, highly functioning brain, and we need to use it. We need to really tap into our prefrontal cortex and use those higher cognitive thinking powers and assess what's happening in our lives and really what our goals are. And sometimes that means feeling those negative emotions, embracing them, actually looking forward to them, taking opportunities to experience them more in order to reach our goals, in order to be more productive. I also want to offer to you that I think many times we as women and mothers, we want our children to feel happy all the time. We think that's good for them. We think they should be happy and healthy and just have perfectly pleasant experiences every day because that's what we want for them. And when that doesn't happen, we can get really disappointed and upset and feel like something's gone wrong in their lives. If they are, you know, having trouble or getting bullied or struggling in school or, you know, feeling left out. I want to offer to you, they need to have a 50-50 balance also. That is how your children are going to learn and grow and progress and develop emotional resilience. That is a goal that we should all be working towards. And that means that we should be resilient when we're experiencing big changes in emotions. And that means when we're going through difficult times and we're having trials and struggles, and when our children are, we need to help them experience it, just feel it, deal with it, help them understand this is just part of a human experience. This is the purpose of our lives for you and for your children and for every human being on earth. Once you can embrace this idea, you can more easily allow for negative experiences, negative emotions when they come up in your life. 
Now I want to remind you, all of our thoughts cause our feelings that we have. Okay. Every feeling that you have is caused by a thought. So you first have a thought and then that thought drives the feeling. So it's important to remember that we need to choose the thoughts that serve us. I like to say we can think of thoughts as clothing. We can try on different ones and figure out which ones fit us best, what suits you best, what thoughts are going to give you the feelings you want to have that help you achieve the things you want in your life. What thoughts drive the feelings that drive the actions that you want to take in your life? Okay. Many times we choose thoughts that sound good, like we should be happy all of the time, but those thoughts actually cause us pain. So I want you to think about that today. I'm going to give you some thoughts that sound good, but they can really cause you pain if you're practicing these thoughts, if you're believing these thoughts. Here's the list. Parents should be kind. Parents should provide a loving upbringing for their children. People should live to old age. There shouldn't be hate. People shouldn't hurt each other. Weather events shouldn't damage people's lives. There should be no mental illness. Husbands and wives should always be faithful. There should be no abuse. All of these things sound good. They sound like they're true, that they're good things to believe. But actually, these are thoughts that can cause you to be disappointed and frustrated when those expectations are not met. All right, let's just take a look at one of the thoughts. The last thought I shared that there should be no abuse. Well, we know there is abuse. There always has been abuse. And most of us have committed some type of abuse at some times in our lives. There will always be abuse as long as there are human beings, right? It's part of our experience. Even us as individuals, we're made up of 50-50. We're good half the time and half the time we're bad. We don't show up as the best version of ourselves. We don't act and speak in kind, loving, supportive ways. And we do things we regret. We make mistakes and we hurt people that we care about. That's just part of being human. We can repent of those things. We can ask for forgiveness and apologize, but that's just who we are. Abuse is a part of the human experience here on earth and accepting that abuse happens and it always will happen doesn't put you in victim mentality. In fact, it does just the opposite. It gives truth a voice instead of hiding in shame. It becomes more easily discussed and understood when we acknowledge and accept that abuse happens. And it's part of our lives. It's part of everyone's lives. We all experience injustice and harmful things at some point in our life. When we're under the false impression that resisting abuse and attempting to eliminate it from the world is somehow working to remove it from the human experience altogether, then we're just fooling ourselves. It's not possible. That hasn't worked and it never will. Abuse will always exist while we're having this human experience here on earth. So what? What now? 
We just need to deal with it and talk about it. Emotional, physical, sexual abuse, they're actually much more common than you would imagine. Most people have experienced one or more types of abuse in their lives. Many people make that abuse mean something so terrible that they're unable to talk about it or deal with it or move forward. They're filled with so much hate towards their abusers and shame towards themselves that they're just stuck with all of this negative emotion and they're resisting it. And when we resist negative emotions, it just perpetuates the negative instead of allowing for balance and healing. When we can accept that the negative experiences that happen in the world, negative things happen without condoning it, but just acknowledging it, it just brings it out into the light of day. It makes it a topic that we can talk about and discuss and that makes it something that we can work on, right? So many clients have never spoken of their abuse because it isn't supposed to be happening. And it really is happening in so many families and so many people's lives all around the world. What if we knew all abuse happens as part of the human experience and we were all talking about it much more openly? I think we would understand it more. I think there would be less shame associated with it, compounding that suffering that people feel when they've experienced abuse. This applies to all negative experiences, not just abuse, but when weather destroys people's lives and when spouses cheat, there's so much negative that happens in the world and it's all part of the human experience. Human beings are just a terrible mess half the time, all right? Most of us know this is true in our own lives. We're all kind of a hot mess half the time, and we spend a lot of time pretending that we're not instead of just acknowledging our own humanity and other people's. Instead of doing that, we hide and resist that part of us that's dark, that we don't like. This pulls us away from reality. I think it's important that we just accept the truth that bad things happen and that's how life is. I heard this great quote from Dr. Phil actually just yesterday. He said that we compare our personal truth to other people's social mask. And it's so true. If you're, you know, laying on the couch at home, feeling bad about yourself, wallowing in your sorrows and you're scrolling on social media, you're seeing the best. And that's the outward projection of other people, their social mask, not the real person inside, but yet you're comparing yourself at your worst to other people's social front. And it's not fair. It's not a fair comparison. And we really need to stop doing that. It's not going to help you in any way. You can't choose to feel happy all of the time and you shouldn't want to, but you can decide what emotions serve you best in this balance of 50-50, right? In the balance of life, you can decide which ones help you achieve your goals. Like I mentioned about being nervous and anxious about speaking but yet it helps you reach your goals when you're willing to do it. I want you to think about emotions on a big silver platter, okay? There's millions of emotions, all right? And which ones are you gonna pick up and put down? 
And how are they going to help you in your life? Which ones do you want to feel on purpose? As you go through this process of accepting the balance of emotion, you will feel less shocked or surprised or um, caught off guard when unwanted emotions do happen. You still will experience them, but when you're very aware and reminding yourself often that the balance of life is this 50-50, positive and negative, then when negative experiences do happen, you won't resist them. You'll stay with it and you'll accept that this is just part of my human experience, right? The skill of allowing emotion is something that I'm really passionate about and I teach all of my clients. Discomfort of all kinds is the currency to get what you want out of your life. As humans, we typically don't like the way negative emotions feel. So a lot of our behavior is an attempt to avoid or resist or change those negative emotions. Understanding this concept is critical because it is key to changing your behaviors and ultimately changing your life. And the first step is becoming aware of your emotions. Most people are unaware of what they're actually feeling most of the time. They're certainly not capable of labeling the emotions that you're feeling. So if you want to change your life, you need to start by becoming aware of what you're feeling in the present moment. All right. You really need to check in with yourself and see how you're feeling. In coaching, in the model that I use with my clients to help them change behaviors and thoughts and feelings in their life, we define a feeling as a vibration in your body caused by a thought. And when you start to become more conscious of your feelings, then you can spend more time observing yourself and paying in, paying attention to yourself, being connected to yourself. And it may seem kind of awkward at first, but it will really help you manage your emotions to stay connected and checked in with yourself. It will help you allow emotions when they come up. It's something that's good to practice. Allowing emotions is a skill and it takes practice. It's not the same thing as reacting to an emotion or responding when someone's angry and upset and they yell at you and you just respond back really quickly and yell back. That's not what I'm talking about. That's mirroring an emotion. Okay. When you allow an emotion, you just let the feeling, the sensation come all over your body without resisting or reacting or avoiding. You pay attention to it and you notice it and you, you have compassion with yourself. You don't judge yourself for feeling angry. Let's say if you're feeling angry, don't instantly say, I shouldn't be feeling this. I shouldn't be angry. It's important to let yourself feel it, name it, say, I'm feeling angry right now, and then describe it. What am I feeling? Where is it in my body? How do I know I'm feeling this emotion? What is specific about it? Instead of trying to get rid of it, just breathe in, take a deep breath and accept it, name it and allow it. And as soon as you do that, you open up to it, you name it and you just let it sit there. It starts to wane. It starts to loosen, starts to gradually fade a little bit because you're not resisting. Okay. It's really an important skill that I want to challenge you to practice. 
it can help you control your emotions better when you learn to allow them, when you don't resist and you just accept that you're feeling angry or you're feeling upset. It's really one of the most important skills you can learn um, to help you in your life. And once you're good at it, you can completely change your relationship with yourself and all of the people that you come in contact with in your life, because you won't be reactive. Rather, you'll be compassionate with yourself and more aware and with other people. It takes practice and awareness. So start paying attention and being aware. I want to give you some takeaways before I wrap up for today. First takeaway, feelings are part of the human experience. We all have a contrast of positive and negative experiences and feelings. That is the way it's supposed to be. All right. We wouldn't be able to appreciate beauty without ugliness. Number two, the human experience is always going to be a balance of 50-50. There's always going to be good and bad, and that's exactly how it's supposed to be. Okay. Number three, your thoughts cause your feelings and you get to choose the thoughts you want to have. It just takes some awareness and effort, but you can direct the thoughts that you have. You can choose them like trying on clothing, and then you can create the feelings you want to have in your life. And number four, life is what we make it. Ultimately, we create the lives we want to have, regardless of what our circumstances are. You are creating the life you have right now, no matter what has happened in your life. And as you practice being more aware of your thoughts and your feelings, you can gain skills that will help you change your life for the better. And I love sharing this with you. I love teaching this to my clients. I love you guys so much. I really appreciate all of your support and your reviews. Thank you for tuning in every week. And I'd really like to know what's going on with you. I will address whatever you're struggling with here on the podcast or in my live weekly webinar. So I'd love to hear some feedback from what you're struggling with. If you're not in my Joy in Your Journey community Facebook group yet, get in there. It's a good place to be and we can chat, communicate. I go live there and post comments and you can comment in there and tell me what you would like to hear more of here on the podcast or in a live webinar. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Are you struggling with the trials of divorce? There is a path to find joy in your journey. I would love to help you. Go to jenzingmark.com to get all the info. There you'll find a free download to help you start thinking happier thoughts today. And you can sign up to receive my weekly newsletter. If you like what you've heard here and want to dive deeper into this work, sign up for a free mini session with me. This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There is so much more. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.